Hello, and welcome to Hard Fried History, a hybrid history and comedy podcast run by two aspiring entertainers. Podcast is more of a rant, really. That have failed at almost everything else. I don't fail because I don't try, so there. We appreciate you checking us out, and if you want to see extra content, follow us on Instagram or give us a like on Facebook at Hard Fried History. Subscribe to us on YouTube or tell us we're full of shit on Twitter at, at HFH Podcast. If you like going that extra mile, give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening and leave us a a flattering a glowing review and of course tell your friends family and even people you don't like about us that's right again thank you for listening and without further ado the episode history give it up for yourself for being awesome and coming back henry give it up for yourself that's my co-host henry price uh, hey, how's it going? What's up? <laughs> snapping into oblivion snapping into the silence that 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 is that is his life um <laughs> guys today we have a special episode uh for you uh we're gonna we're gonna start a two-part a two-part uh two-parter on frederick Douglass. henry frederick Douglass. what do you know I read the narrative life in college, and but other than that, I don't, I don't know, I don't know enough. You don't know enough. Okay, all right. Well, Frederick Douglass is going to be the, the escape, you know, uh, person who escaped from slavery. Uh, went on to become like a the, I think the the second most heard person after Mark Twain, before they brought in the, the use of like uh what the like the, you know to play like music to play radiographs mm. and all this stuff um mm. uh, i think he I, I think he's also the first black person to be a state department uh, part uh government official national federal government official or of the state department i think and he also uh is going to be the first black person ever uh uh nominated to be a vice a vice president so a lot of, a lot of, very lot of, cool. I didn't know. I didn't know that. A lot of red, big resume. Big resume. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, the for 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 this episode on Frederick Douglass, I read Frederick Douglass, Prophet of Freedom, by David Blight. Cool. It's a cool book. It has a cool picture of Frederick Douglass. White people will stare at you if you read it <laughs> <laughs> and wonder what that is. That's what they will do. Um, yeah, it's going to be the and that's good. the David Blight, the author, is going to is a Sterling Professor of American History at Yale University. Um, and without further ado, let's get into Frederick Douglass. All right, Frederick Augustus Washington Bailey. Uh, later, Frederick Douglass was born around 1818 in the slavery in Talbot County, uh, Maryland, on the in the eastern shore uh, of Maryland, in a place uh, right by the Tuckahoe River, which, I mean, the comedy writes itself. Right, doesn't um, it? <laughs> it really, it just, it really, yeah, it does. <laughs> so, 
uh, as often as uh, not to be confused with its tributary, the Duckaho. The Duckaho, the Slapaho. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, there's a lot of a lot of tributary. That's right. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So uh, there's often as like with people who were born to slavery, there's no like the da- the exact date of when he was born, but he just recognizes that February 14th. Uh, so February 14th, 1818. Uh, he was born to Harriet Bailey, a slave on the Y plantation in the eastern shore of Maryland. Um, and Douglas like lived with his, his like maternal grandmother, uh, Betty Bailey. She was known for like being like the the like best fisherman. Like mm, that's cool. Just just could go in, just wade in, snatch him up, <laughs> just snatching up fish, <laughs> wild Like yo, Betty Bailey could get catfish dinner three minutes, feed 120 people. That's how. <laughs> okay. Um, no. So, to, uh, but he like didn't like know his mother. So he had like he had like this scant but like distinct idea of his mom as mm. dark uh, with like regular features, as he said was said, and as he said uh, with remarkable uh, sedate in her manners. In her manners, um, she was also like he said like he like never saw her during the day. It was always at night. Um. So, you know, he lived like with his grandmother until about the age of six. And, and on a summer morning in 1824, Douglas was uh, selected to uh, live in the home of the plantation owners. Uh, one of them, uh, so one of the uh, upper, or man, upper upper people in the plantation who might have been his father. Um, so he gets this weird scene of like his grandmother, I think, leading him through the like wilderness, through like the fucking the woods to the fucking Y plantation. And then he just is like he sat with these kids. His grandmother leaves. He realized she like she's gone. Mm. And then he like he's around all these kids, who he's just finding out are fucking brothers and sisters that he's never yeah. met in his fucking life. And they're fucking and, and they're trying to calm him down. And Jenny's crying. Um, so the person that he thinks made that this thought is speculated, and that he like speculated a long time on for like on being his like his father is going to be Aaron Anthony. Um, who was like an overseer, you know, the main like overseer at the Y plantation. Um, and he kind of like talks about Aaron Anthony, like having uh, in, in, in a weird way, kind of like the the kind of like archetype of slaveholder, slave master, like like his archetype. It, it, and he wrestles with the, this guy might maybe being his father and stuff mm-hmm. in like his writings. Um, it's uh, Aaron Anthony, like, like, sadistic so <laughs> like sadist um um which like came from a poor family and fucking like the like i think a, a county over from this or something like that he he was uh he, he like there's this particular incident that like sneak they like he uh, they, they talk about that just talked about in the book um uh, with uh frederick douglas as a child and he's in the kitchen and fucking he is like and it's like nighttime i think he like slept in the he slept in the closet and uh, like the, the cupboard and he could peer out through like these kind of blinds and see uh, that Anthony has like tied up Hester, his like aunt, and the reason he's tied up Hester in, in the kitchen in the middle of the night is because Hester is 15 and she's having uh, a romantic relationship with another 15 year old, Ned. So then he ties, uh, Aaron Anthony ties up Hester and like, like whips her like a bunch of times. And he's like a kid having to see this. And it's like, so like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's, it's real fucked up. Real fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Um, if you kind of like, you didn't like also kind of in, in March of 1826, uh, Lucretia Ald, which is, all right, let's try to explain this. The daughter of, of Aaron Anthony 
uh, the 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 wife of Thomas Ald, which is like the uh, which is like a which is uh, the schooner. Like he's like the captain of like the schooner or little boat that the fucking uh, the guy the Y plantation like the guy like that that guy that guy has. It's like a weird. He's like just like some like weird dude who works at the plantation who was married into like the overseer's daughters. Um, uh, they like Lucretia like is like pretty uh, pretty kind to or, or like has a kind word or has some sympathy. Still, it owns slaves. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, but like has a kind kind of like disposition towards Frederick. So then he he they basically they 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 uh take frederick and they send him to live with uh the hugh old and uh i think sophia old uh to be tommy uh, tommy olds which is like a their child uh his like his boyhood companion so he's sent to like uh baltimore and mm. so though like that's when he gets to that household in baltimore this is going to be around in 1826 so he's about eight years old he 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 meets you know uh the Hugh Ault's wife, Sophia, uh, taught Douglas like the alphabet when he was like around 12. Kind of, you know, just like they've, you know, they're fond of the child. So they're like, you know, they, they teach yeah. him. And, they, and then, you know, he kind of keeps learning. And then Hugh Ault like forbade his, his wife uh, to, from like offering more lessons. And like Frederick was kind of hungry, was hungry for learning because he's a young kid. Like it's fucking, you're igniting a passion in him. Uh-huh. Um, and like Hugh Ald's reasoning was like that he couldn't be happy as a slave once he understood the understanding of self and like understanding he had learned like learned things, and uh, and and is it's it's, it's it's he like wrestles Frederick Douglass like wrestles a lot with the concept of like 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 the slave and master relationship being like a two given like you both have to give into that relationship. Like the master has to actually want to be the master and the slave, not want to be, not, not want to be a slave, but the, you kind of have to be kind of like, you can't, like, if you're always running away, you're not really slave, you're a runaway. So yeah. you like, like kind of like, it's, it's a, he wrestles with this like complicity uh, of both, of both parties, like in the, in the, in this relationship a yeah. lot. Yeah. And it's like, a, look, I'm not, I'm not going to try to fucking explain that, <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it seems like a, like a deeper psychological thing that he, that he was dealing with. Um, yeah. There was a whole, like, I don't, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, this is a indoctrination my... <laughs> basically. Yeah. And just like certain like archetypes and an internal like code and what to do, what not to do, all this really. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to that later. Ideological. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, but the the I remember in the the narrative life there were like really cool stories about Frederick Douglass like trying to keep keep learning and continue his education and like learning to read and write and he would like trade food in some instances yeah. and and I think he would like fight with some of the boys too if they wouldn't teach him and then they would teach him or just all these like really cool little stories. Yeah, this is like Baltimore when in 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 when Baltimore was like a hub of industry. This is the, yeah. the eighteen you know twenty. This is like when they're building all those fucking canals all over yeah. New York and like Pennsylvania and all that. All they're doing all that so shit can get to the coast. And one of those yeah. coastal points is Baltimore. Yeah. Um. So this is like there's like he kind of tells of like this bustling black neighborhood. There's mm-hmm. kind of the, all these different immigrant neighborhoods. It's like a bustling hub of, of it's, a, it's a city. It's a it's a big city. Were they um, rioting at this point? I know Baltimore. They were rioting like all the time. Like it was like. Yeah. <laughs> It just seemed like, yeah. <laughs> um, 
so yeah he reads newspapers like avidly he sought out like political writing and like he he like he he, he would he would he would he like would get the other boys to teach him how to like read mm-hmm. and stuff and like this is baltimore is like where he does all like he like really grows as a person i feel like uh yeah as compared to the slave plantation <laughs> um, he called a young edgar Allan poe a nerd in baltimore yeah i mean i mean no more likely edgar Allan poe called him the n-word oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that baltimore seemed like you're right yes <laughs> um no so 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 uh one of the the books he kind of like credits for his his education is uh the Colombian or- order uh mm. it, he like, keeps the book for a long time he reads it over and over again it seems like it, it, it it's like something he references like as you know one of those things that, that really was a pillar of the education um especially in these years when he was a slave like and they could, yeah, yeah he, he kept it on him like throughout he said his whole, mm. his whole time as being a slave uh since he got as a kid um so Aaron Anthony dies in uh, October of 1827 without a will. So his property is split between his children. Some of it goes to Lu- Lucretia, but Lucretia had died in the summer of 1827. So, th- so part of her uh, part of the property. Mm. So, so her part of the property went to Thomas Alt. Um, almost, you know, uh, this is a weird point. This is a cra- well, crazy point where the Frederick Douglass is like, they have to do an appraisal. They do an appraisal. And he's this, like, I think they, it was like 29 people who were like appraised at $2,800. And at this time, you know, especially this is like the heyday of the, this is about the, this is not the heyday, but it's about to start to be the boom of like Indian removal and the creation of like Alabama and like Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Like this is the worst time to to get sold down. Like this is. Yeah. I didn't think about that in context. So, so. Because they're just opening it up. Yeah. And 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 all the, all the Cherokee, um, the stripping of the Cherokee nation. These are the people, these are the people who are coming into like Mississippi and Alabama and like just ripping Cherokee houses down. Yeah. (laughs) Evicting. (laughs) And then like just starting up slave plantations. Yeah. man, the old boy Winfield Scott on a loan. Real unsavory things. On a loan from a bank. (laughs) Like they just, Mm -hmm. they put out the loan. (laughs) This is crazy. Uh, It's crazy. Um, So, uh, he was almost sold during like an mm. appraisal during like the state real estate, the, the, the state appraisal uh, period. Um, but he ends up going back to Baltimore, um, but is then sent back to sent back to the Eastern Shore due to a feud between Thomas Ald and uh, Thomas Ald and I think it's a uh, is going to be Hugh Ald, um, the other Ald, Thomas Ald and Hugh Ald. Um, and it, the 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 feud is primarily uh, the the feud is about like. Uh, there's a girl like Frederick's sister, like one of his sisters. Her she like had burned her hands in a fire, so she wasn't she couldn't like use the hands very well. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Ald sent sent him, sent him up to live with Baltimore with the other Alds, and they were like, oh, we don't want her. And then basically Thomas Ald was like, eh, you well, if they don't want Henny, then they can't have Fred. And then they took him back to the to the Eastern Shore, back to Talbot County. Um, we just gotta talk about like, he's just like fucking you have no control over your fucking life and there's some dude dude fucking yeah. like it's just, yeah yeah anyway um all the uh, thomas Ald was a son of a bitch <laughs> Ald would like leave like henny like hanging up for like hours by her wrists and like beat her when he needed to take out like his frustrations that's insane yeah like it's just like 
it is a, yeah it's all coming from the book <laughs> like, yeah like i so yeah so just move it yeah just gonna let that simmer um and then in 18, 18 then in uh january 1st 1834 uh frederick woods he was made to work for edward covey who had a reputation as a slave breaker and at this time he's a uh, what's a uh, 18 like he's 16 years old um so he it he was loaned out for a year and this is something that that they that thomas ald would do i think i think this is something that, that was common in maryland particularly or or i mean all of us i don't know don't even know but the book yeah. talked about it <laughs> that he would that he would loan out you to like another like person like who needed a slave so like just as a loan on year loans. So like on January 1st, 1834, for, he was made to work for Edward Covey. Um, Covey's uh, was a slave breaker. And it was just like constant abuse, like almost like broke like the 16 year olds, like psych- psychologically. Like it was like. So like it was like he was told like one time he was like, like he would just beat him. Also, there was like he was like a Methodist Covey, Edward Covey. And he was like an awful singer. And. <laughs> Like he, Frederick Douglass talked about, it, just being awful and couldn't hold a fucking tune for like, and just like would make you like. He was he, he was like a twenty eight year old dude who was just a sadistic fuck who like had it like yeah. yeah and he was like he sent one accident he sent like Frederick Douglass out with like a fucking a oxen the oxen wasn't broken like the oxen wasn't broken in and he like lost the oxen. And it's like this whole thing. And he just, it was like, he realized like the, the oxen, he was trying to break the oxen as what was being done to him. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So he stays there for a, 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 a year. There's this incident where uh, uh, there's a physical confrontation between Douglas and Covey. This is what Frederick Douglas writes about an incident between Douglas and Covey. Um, and I kind of, Frederick Douglas kind of beats him back and then Covey yeah. like never beat him again. And, yeah, and, and so I I remember that that I story. I think he was like dying, or he basically was like, "You can kill me, but you can't you can't break me." And then they kind of like had this understanding after, or if maybe I'm misremembering. Did that the the kind of the book kind of question that that even happened? Yeah, like mm, <laughs> that this like notorious like this kind of like notorious slave breaker is just gonna like would leave you alone after and like it might have like they they were the 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 author kind of questioned it i mean i don't i don't doubt there was a fucking conversation because it doesn't yeah. seem like frederick frederick Douglass doesn't break i don't know if <laughs> so like and um, edward, edward kobe doesn't exactly seem like you see yeah you see pretty goes, far from a reasonable human being you know yeah yeah so let's we'll just leave that one up in there <laughs> but the yeah. book does question it a little bit um the then you know, and on you know, once the year loan is done at the at the Covey plantation, uh, then on on January first, eighteen thirty five, Fred was uh, was loaned out to William Freeland, um, and William Freeland is like the night the night like he, like it's it, it, he's still a son of a bitch because he owns slaves. Yeah, but like everybody was like like <laughs> they're like oh this this it's not as bad as Covey and it's not he's not working like it seemed it didn't seem like the way he talked about it, like it wasn't as bad and. Uh, Freeland would let like Frederick Douglass like 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 preach and teach like mm-hmm. like you know you know like had, teach slaves how to read from the Bible and do all like like he was this is when like Frederick Douglass like kind of stepping out there because he's like 
has learned he's he's learned and he's he's very knowledgeable. He came back from Baltimore at 16 years old. He's like the fucking young whippersnapper, and they tried to break him, and then it didn't break him, and he's now he's just like mm-hmm. learning and reading. Yeah, and he's he's already he's probably got a leg up, or he's like more educated than a lot of the people he would be studying with. Yeah, and so he's able to like learn the Bible faster and everything. And no, it, it's just, it's, 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 he's teaching the Bible to people <laughs> like right and teaching okay. them how to learn. So like, he's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's it, and everybody outside of like, uh, William Freeland, like in the, all the other white, like slave owners, like, yo, what the fuck are you doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing over there? That's great. <laughs> like, I love the last name of Freeland because it, I, you know, I want to reverse engineer it and I'm be like, all right, he probably, parents probably forgot his last name maybe and he was just like a squatter and then whatever settlement they were squatting on there was some like bill that passed at the state legislator or like a congressional legislator that was like all right that's the they named the district after some (laughs) some fucker and then they're just like you 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 all of you on this unnamed irish clan you are the freelands you guys mm -hmm. are the freelands you guys are the freelanders the same thing with uh general westmoreland in in vietnam we're not going West, through we're, we're not doing that. we're not doing no we're not doing another one we're not doing was it free one. it wasn't free no no and then the fucking and you're missing that you're missing the obvious joke which is just like the freeland guy owned slaves on his free land yeah. so like, like that's so yeah no <laughs> i mean uh <laughs> oh man here we has the most outlandish bits <laughs> only outlandish <laughs> oh, I, go big or go home you, you, right. you, you, my man goes big like, when he hits he hits dog it's crazy <laughs> also, okay so uh yeah so he's he's, he's working with he's working on freeland he's working on freelance land he's working on freelance land and then uh it appeared on on september august uh, oh, sorry on saturday on saturday april 2nd of 1836 uh he tries to uh he tries to escape uh, he fails. He's caught and sent to Eastwood J- Eastern Jail, um, and it's kind of the situation where like he ends up with this choice of like he could have been going to like Alabama, and like everything is like it would just seem like yeah. yo, you're going to Alabama. Like there's no like you just tried to escape. You out here reading and shit like they mm-hmm. <laughs> like yo they're going, but like it's uh, Thomas Ald uh with the decision just makes the decision and he he's like basically gives Frederick Douglass this deal of like like I'm gonna uh if you do if you I'm gonna send you to Baltimore and with good behavior you learn us trade uh and by 25 I'll give you your freedom which like is is weird just because like he also which is weird it's like a it's a there's some like weird bond that like Ald has to like Frederick and this is in my mind I'm completely off the bed like um that he has with like Frederick Douglass because this is like he offers him a, a, a deal that's like that's you know that I I would think from a slave, a slave master wouldn't do this um mm-hmm. but like I, and then kind of you think about like Lucretia Lucretia or Lucretia um his being his 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 ex-wife or it's his 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 past wife and you think about then aaron and his like 
Lucretia liked Frederick, you know, maybe that was like his last piece of holding on. I don't know. Some shit like that. And fucking, I don't know. I'm, I'm theorizing as fuck right now. <laughs> but like also the Aaron Anthony, Lucretia's dad is also maybe Frederick's dad. I don't know. Maybe he, and also maybe he just fucking wanted the money that he that he sent off uh, that that Frederick would earn in fucking in fucking Baltimore with the trade. Maybe that was the real reason he just did it for fucking money. I I have no fucking clue. In the book, does either <laughs> nothing. All right. So moving on, he worked. The Frederick uh, goes to Baltimore, finds finds work as a caulker, um, and all this taking part of his wages. Um, as as, as, as you know, kind of moving on like the. Around, around, you know, Frederick is, is accused of, of trying to like run away, and then all, uh, all, all starts to take like all of his wages, and like he's like, all right, you, you don't have all the privileges that you used to have, and then Fred stops working because he's like you can't fucking take just take all my wages, mm-hmm. and, and 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 then he fears he's gonna be sold south, and during this time he had met a free black woman. Uh, named Anna Murray, and which would become his future wife, um, and then they fall in love, and and, and she is, she assists him uh, in on in what they do on September third, eighteen eighty eighteen thirty eight. Douglas uh, boarded a train to uh, Harve de Grace, Maryland. Uh, Murray had provided him with like some like savings and like a sailor's uniform. Uh, he carried the identification of like a, a you know, papers of, of a free black seaman, um, and Douglas. Uh, made the made to like a safe house of an abolitionist named David Rugg, uh, Ruggles um, in New York in less than 24 hours, and that's like how he escaped from slavery. Um, it's just it's a uh, interesting like uh, the it's just they have that like that that relationship that they had between Thomas Ald and then like Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a weird one, and I, like and like I think it's also something he struggles a lot with like. I'm going to say like being more of a like, well, he worked he worked in the field a good amount. But like, I, I think he was kind of brought up in a more favored place, maybe than others. Um, and, and, and I think it's something that he struggles with in his, his own his own you know, self stuff. Um, and it's like wanting to be a good dad. It's a whole thing. You know, people be having complexes, dog. People be having sure. complexes. <laughs> uh, so uh, Anna and Frederick, they settled in, in New Bedford, Mass, Massachusetts. Um, which was at the time a thriving black community. Uh, they adopt. This is where they adopt the name Douglas as their married name. Um, they have five children: Rosetta, Lewis, uh, Lewis Henry, Frederick Jr., Charles Redmond, and Annie. And that Annie dies at the age of ten. Uh, Charles and Rosetta will go on to like help their help their fa- help their father in you know the newspaper, you know the the, the North Star. Um, Anna like was like a, his wife was a public supporter. Like like she was like a to, she like you know, supportive of stuff. Like she was there for stuff, but she just like stayed at home all the time. And like, they had trouble, a lot of troubles in their marriage. Um, he was like one, I think one time in, in the book he was talking about, he was like talking about like how his wife felt about him. He was like, if I let my wife list my list, the complaints against me on a piece of paper, I would have no place for her to sign her name. She wow. would... <laughs> like he was in a doghouse. He's in the doghouse a lot. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, and we'll talk. Maybe we we'll talk about later. Why? <laughs> Why? Um, anyway, though, so kind of moving forward, he starts speaking, you know, kind of publicly in the winter of 1839 uh, at you know at AM, AME Zion Church in, in in Bedford, Massachusetts, on Second Street. Uh, 
but but mostly on the like american colonialization society he was mainly talking about like a lot of stuff about colonization about like like we don't want to go like why would we go like how are you gonna take i made it here from slavery and now you want to send me somewhere <laughs> like kind of that vibe yeah. um and uh you know you know first regular him speaking was on march 12th uh 1839 douglas was eventually asked to tell a story you know, various abolition meetings becoming kind of a regular anti-slavery lecturer uh in 1841 uh he like delivered a lot of sermons but like on august 12th 1841 in nantucket in front of as many as like a thousand uh abolitionists is where like he got his first like major like uh kind of like he was like it was the moment that broke him um like you know what i mean like in terms of his success which is a weird word to use when thinking about the other breaking that was going on earlier yeah. in life um was he 23 at this point yeah so 18 yeah he's about yeah, he's 23 at this point um and you know that's you know it was a coming out moment um william lloyd garrison described it you know the famous abolitionist as uh uh he 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 was like i'll never forget it uh it was like the ordin the extraordinary the extraordinary emotion it excited in my own mind it was like he was like memorable um so after he like has this coming out moment in nantucket right and like he's all he's like 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 he kind of finds his calling and speaking um and that's he's kind of hidden the road it's very the eight it's like the 1830s, 1820s, 1830s, 1840s, like American, like uh like New England, kind of to like Ohio, Indiana, Detroit, like that whole like Pennsylvania, New York, Maryland, like not Maryland. Um, the way they talk about it, like their speaking circuits, they talk about it like it was fucking they're like fucking road comics. Yeah. It, it I've really always feels, gotten that impression reading about some of these other guys. It's like yeah. this sounds <laughs> you got people like, you know, like famous, this is nothing new, you know? Yeah, it's like it's like you have the famous like Abby Kelly, like William Lake, Lord Garrison speaking. You have like uh there there are a lot of like these just famous speakers, they're just fucking hitting the road, different yep. towns, just trying to put up shows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just trying to put up just it's it's there's a there's a uh, Frederick Douglass in one of his speeches started off the speech he was like he, he would tell jokes like this is nice. one, of the, one of the jokes he would tell he would be like uh this is one joke he told he was like uh so uh there was there was three there's three black women there's there three uh, three white women and one black woman or like a multitude of white women and like one black woman and uh at communion and the minister was passing you know the the, the wine to drink and and accidentally he passed it to the black woman in the middle of all the white women and the white woman after the black woman handed the cup got up and walked out the next one fell into a trance and said she had she had passed she had passed over and when they woke her she was like she had, she said she had like passed over and stuff and like and then uh <laughs> they were like what what was heaven like and she was describing heaven and you know all of the beauty of heaven and then the one the black lady still there goes did you did you did you see any you see any black people and then uh the lady who was in the trance was like oh i didn't go into the kitchen Ooh. <laughs> and it murdered it was murdered this is 1830 and like he's saying it's a very weird like, it's a very weird <laughs> but it's like also like that's a good bit like at the same time <laughs> like, yeah my man's put together it's a long bit long-winded it takes a little bit to get the punchline but 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. It's a surprise. Is it racist? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, so, so something about somebody just in public too. It's something we've kind of come come away from. You never, I, at least I don't. Granted, I don't go out that often, but it seems to me like public speaking is now in buildings. Is it not? Or it's like you always got to set up a stage or something cool about the soapbox about or like the, the the small wooden crate or or like i think we, the porch outside a general store I or think you know like church steps and all I, that I, I think it already i think i don't outside I, don't, I guess yeah huh. i don't know if it's i mean i think it's probably happening on youtube now but <laughs> but yeah. like uh, i mean you know i know i know what you're kind of yeah. referencing and talking about kind of you we took, covered it with marcus garvey like those kind of hard yeah you know kind of mass plaza streets where people just on the of, on the ladder you know yeah kind of like just kind of build movements get ideologies mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. just right out here on the, yep. like on the bo- on the block on the corner <laughs> exactly exactly like where it truly begins you know yeah but now it's on youtube big dog yeah it's much i don't i don't like i don't like it as much. i'll be honest i'll be real <laughs> no 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 you can it's all right no no so so indiana like has always been trash which is very funny because like they okay. were even describing touring through indiana and being like this is garbage and <laughs> Almost got murdered in Indiana. Like there was I crowds. I don't know what all the fighting was about twenty years ago. This is. <laughs> there were like crowds. Uh, I think in Indiana, where like they had like they barely escaped. And they got like had to like take refuge in like a a, a lady's like in the Quaker family's home. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 just it's funny because when people talk about who's the first comics, it's. <laughs> It's like they, they, what they're doing is not comedy. They're doing public speaking, yeah. Like the tradi- like they're doing public speaking. They're doing speeches and they're giving like a thing. It's not comedy. It's not. It's not stand up, but it has a lot of components. It, like they do tell jokes, and th- there's a th- theory that like the first comic wasn't somebody from like the 1920s and 1940s, and that like these these guys had the, that the lineage of like stand ups and kind of like public speaking in America. You can trace it back to like yeah. Mark Twain, Frederick, you know, and the people for like Frederick Douglass who were on these early speaking tours. Um, but yeah, um, hmm. yeah, kind of move forward. Uh, addition Sorry, abolition. It's, it's kind of weird to see like the the flip side of it, or at least like what it started as is more like I'm speaking about this issue. Mm-hmm. And then it became like refined and specialized into like, I'm just telling jokes. And now it's almost inverting back to its roots in a way you know it's i like, mean no i am here to speak humorously about an issue but that's a whole different thing yeah i mean i i it's a it's a i've i've heard this theory before i've never heard it i've never heard like people might like cut it down but like i mean it has a lot of the characteristics and it's it's yeah it's interesting it's, i feel like this has always been a thing like, yeah. this is always like not yeah. in terms of history but i mean i feel like this particular type of like in America, it's just when we were founded, like when we were like started, this was like a very public medium in a very special way of getting stuff out there. Yeah. I feel like it's almost continued in the same way. People like to see people get up there and talk for, for a little bit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and now people do that on YouTube when a dude reacts to some shit. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of, <laughs> or I don't know what it, what the difference is between like, you know, all societies do that to some extent, but is there something unique about the way America did it and does it? I just think it was the time. And this is me. This is us theorizing right now, yeah. but it's just, it's, I think it was the time. I think specifically in that 1830s, 1840s time, mm-hmm. 
you had these kind of you had it was like public speaking was particularly popular yeah and and you know it's yeah, like it's just a time of you know also when you can print a bunch of stuff now yes and everybody's got a fucking newspaper i mean yeah. literally everybody gets that's like that's like how they level up that's public now i got yeah. a newspaper doug yep <laughs> now that, that was your that was your that was your show that, that was, was your awesome. venue man yeah. that was your like yeah i'll publish your article if you publish mine and you know yeah. come on big dog Mm-hmm. Um, all right, kind of moving on, moving forward. Uh, Douglas was, you know, he was involved in women's rights, uh, and this he was at he was at the like the he was the only African American at the Seneca Falls Convention uh, on on women's rights, um, which is there should be black women there. Yeah. <laughs> How about we have some black some of the black female <laughs> activists? Yeah, yeah. That are there, <laughs> like which which are like at the time in the eighteen forties are like incredibly. Uh, 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 which are like on the front lines and pressing for women's rights mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'll I'll put I'll put some names in the summary. I'm I'm blanking on one name, and I, I'm going to kill myself for this. <laughs> yeah, is it like internalized misogyny? Ironically enough, maybe. No, or? I don't know. I I, I maybe they could, asked her and she was booked. I, no, I I, I I don't know. There were or, multiple. There were multiple. There were multiple. It, I think okay. it. I think it was. I I. I I think that there's racism within. Yeah. And I think I think Frederick Douglass is like at the time he's like this oracle of like he's like the most he's the pop most hot thing since sliced bread in mm. 1848, especially this is gonna after what's happening next. Uh um so yeah, he was the last thing on, on, on women's rights and Frederick Douglass, he like he like, you know, he like spoke quite he's like stood and spoke quite elo- eloquently in favor of, you know, um that he, you know. That he as a black man should not have a vote, have a, have the right to vote for a woman, does not have also have that right. Um, and he was, you know, he was, he was like, but then like he later in later times, he kind of changed his opinion. It was a weird, there's some controversy on that. Um, and then kind of you know, moving kind of forward, uh, and this is the thing like why he was so popping. Um, uh, you know, the narrative of Frederick, the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass comes out. Mm-hmm. And it's like what it's like the hottest book, mm-hmm. hottest fucking book. It's a, <laughs> it's a hot like it's like like we write it eighteen forty five. It drops it. It's like it's like sold in European languages. There's thousands of copies sold. Then the paper copy paper copy like paperback copy comes out. They're selling that thing for like twelve copies for two seventy five. Like it's a. It, these things are these things are moving <laughs> and so this is some people you know and then you have his critics at the time were like saying like oh he's, he's how can he be a slave if he could write this eloquently it's not a slave it's all fake it's all fabrication that's that's what they're saying at this time um but uh later like a friend of like thomas ald and like Ed, edward covey would write an article in which they would be like oh that's he's he's like a, a, like saying like most of the stuff that he like frederick douglas was saying was like false inaccurate about you know the coveys and the olds and then now like and then uh frederick douglas flipped that in the press and he was like so you just proved everything i said is kind of actually correct you proved there was a covey you proved there wasn't all you proved that i you've seen me before yeah <laughs> like all this shit that you that could have been fake you just proved it like yeah <laughs> uh but yeah no so um you, you, you so it was, it was kind of a powerful you know, anti-slavery narrative. You know, of course, people wanted to, to detract from that. Um, 
following like the publication of his first autobiography, autobiography in 1845, uh, Douglas then like was traveled overseas, you know, to like traveled overseas to like uh, England and, and Ireland, Ireland, Ireland first. I think it was Ireland first, Scotland, and then and then England. Um, he like set sail for for like Liverpool on August uh, 16th, 1845, and eventually arrived in Ireland right as the like potato famine was like happening and like like this is it's like a weird time because like he's like he i don't think he like he didn't like the guys he was like touring with like or he was like running around with he hated them and fucking and then the he he was also hearing this thing about ireland black people in ireland like black people in america was kind of synonymous with how the irish were treated by the english and he was like super anti that like 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 he was not he was not fucking with the solidarity he was like he he he, he fucked with it he fucked with it later but like at the time like his critique was like you guys aren't slaves yeah and it's a whole entire another thing you guys are you guys are poor he was like he was like you guys are poor you guys fucked up out here and it's fucked up what they doing to y'all because he we you would see that he saw the potato famines he saw and he saw yeah. like the way the Irish people lived in terms of in 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 in, terms of, in the poor laws that were set. he I don't think he I don't think he had an understanding of like the poor laws and like how like the the structure of like uh, English oppression was on the Irish people I don't think he had an understanding of that but like or or because he doesn't seem like he he didn't he said they were poor and 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 they were being oppressed. Um, but like he, he was like, you guys aren't slaves because he had been through slavery. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the kind of moving forward, it, interesting kind of Irish side note. Um, the, there's going to be a, a conflict, not a conflict or a confrontation that happens, basically a debate that happens between Isaiah Rinder, um, who has like kind of a puppet guy stand up and debate Frederick Douglass. Um, and this is I, Isaiah Rinder is like the Irish mob boss, like the Irish boss of like the 1840s, like the like 1830, 1840s. He's like the he's the guy who like runs is like would be above the like dead rabbits from like mm-hmm. gangs of New York, like the top guys, the guys mm-hmm. above like all those guys in gangs in New York. They have like a debate with Frederick Douglass, like this weird, <laughs> like a weird thing that happened. <laughs> We're like. Like they both gave each other shots, and like you know they were incredibly racist. That was the whole thing. Um, uh, moving forward, uh, this is this is during this time uh, supporters of Frederick Douglass uh, basically end up uh, purchasing his, his his legal freedom uh, in in eighteen forty seven. You know he he returned the you know he returned to America like as a free man. Um, the weird thing, the the weird thing, not the weird thing, but the 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 concern about purchasing his freedom is that it payment makes you complicit in the system. You cannot purchase me because mm-hmm. I was never, I should never been sold. I've never should have mm-hmm. been bought. I've never been. Yeah. So so uh, he, there was some he had some uneasiness, uneasiness about being per, be, being purchased, freedom being purchased because freedom is something that is God given, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, innate. Know, innate. You know what I mean, um, you know, you know, he upon his return, he, he had this is when he found he founds the North Star. I think he, I think he found a couple other uh, of like 
abolitionist newspaper, things like the Frederick, Frederick, Douglass, Frederick Douglass Weekly, Frederick Douglass, Frederick Douglass Paper Monthly, and New 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 National Era. Um, the the model of the North Star, which is like his most famous paper, is uh, was uh, right is of no sex, truth is of no color, God is father of us all, and we are all brethren. Right, right is of no sex is definitely comes from like he was he was touring around with Abby Kelly and he was touring around with like famous these are famous feminists like yeah in fucking that's 80s, awesome 30s. like so he like then he had been at Seneca like so he was like super like yeah you can do yeah yeah, yeah I appreciate you and now you let's let's <laughs> juxtapose that the motto of the North Star with the current motto of the the washington post democracy dies in the darkness much more cheery back then <laughs> i like this one a lot better than what, what we <laughs> um and then uh in the early 1850s um he goes through like this estrangement with the uh w- with william lord garrison and the american anti-slave anti-slavery society the disagreement was like over like some like policy and, you know what I mean? Some like, like this. Like at certain points, Frederick Douglass was more malleable. I think with his, the, what he thought about like policies and you know stuff like that, than like William Lord Garrison was. Like in the in the American anti-slavery side, they were all on like the same page. The big organization, top down. You know what I mean? And Frederick's kind of one. He's the big one of the biggest stars. You know what I mean? William yeah. Lord Garrison is bigger because it's fucking William Lord Garrison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like during the white people love William. Lord Garrison. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so they're like, I mean, like, and like he's kind of like craving to kind of like have a kind of own independence. And then also there's, there's serious like kind of uh, contrasts they get to, particularly around like disunionment, I think, which is the idea like, I think Garrison was like all about you have to like disunion like we have to we have to start this union again like this can't like mm. we could well breaking apart like that's fine like uh, I think Garrison was also like I think he was talking about the Constitution in terms of like there is no way the Constitution is like can be reformed like we have to like again start this thing that that's my idea of what the book says if I'm misreading mm. that in my pod but that that that's what it yeah. Um, Oh, who's going to who's going to write this new constitution? William and, Lloyd Garrison. Are, and, are you going to write it? And Frederick Frederick Douglass seemed like more like he was like he was at he was on that page. But then he was like, yeah, later he's like, I can change and be like it, it can be reformed. Yeah, like, we can figure out like it can, yeah. you can do that. Like he was That's also. Cool. Like, but then like, yeah, also like I think there's some ideas about like uh, Frederick Douglass being influenced by people. Mm-hmm. Or being like he had different, he had different donors, he had different people backing him. He could get different mm. flows of income. I think I think there's some Garrett Smith is I think he was the founder. I think he was Garrett Smith is one of his like wealthy benefactor. He's gonna be part of the 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 six. Uh, you know the the, mm-hmm. the later we're, we're talking, which, that we'll get to later. Um, yeah. So, but also like that's what William Lloyd Garrison thought. And then like, but that's kind of like on board with like on line with how William Ga- William Lord Garrison kind of thought about like yeah he was a little bit racist like he was like yeah he was very like like not a little bit he was <laughs> like in that like when Frederick Douglass had different ideas William Lord Garrison would be like who's influencing you to have these ideas almost that like he couldn't have a, a different mm. opinion and like all of those things combining 
to yeah. being like you know and and also i think julia griffiths comes over which we'll talk about next is um combined to like you know where you know you know they have an actually where you know william Lord garrison and the american anti-slavery society have a riff with frederick Douglass. uh julia griffiths uh kind of a wealthy english woman that comes over and kind of like is you know uh not a benefactor but you know like uh, kind of aids uh, aids uh frederick Douglass uh along with garrett smith garrett smith and like julia griffiths is somebody like had lived in frederick Douglass's house um the question if they had a, a sexual relationship that's doesn't seem that doesn't seem confirmed um or nothing's confirmed um yeah but yeah the kind of their their influence are you know the kind of you know but frederick Douglass is his own man he's going to speak his own thoughts he's yeah. not being influenced by anybody um but yeah that's what william Moore garrison's thought um anyway moving forward <laughs> um in 1850 we get to you know we get to, we get the the fugitive slave act and then on march 8th 1857 we get we get the dread scott decision and these are all part of a like growing time when frederick Douglass started thinking about like violence as not that bad of an option <laughs> Like it's kind of yeah. pushing him to like where well, he's been on these trails. If you want to think about 1850, he got out there 1841. He's been out there nine years. He's old. He's an old road cop. Been talking about the same stuff. Yeah. And y'all don't seem to get. That's when you get violent. Yeah. And you've been on the road nine years. Yeah. Anybody get violent on the on the road that long, big dog? <laughs> that's how you get violent. <laughs> so yeah. So um um yeah. So this is you know he he's starting to also like when he's talking about like stuff during this time he's getting more prophetic he's getting more he's using that he's using that bible more when he talks about stuff he's talking about the old testament nice yeah okay. it's the king james version all right okay. this ain't no bullshit <laughs> <laughs> he's talking he's prophesizing a lot of doom and violence and and this look i don't do the acts like henry does but i have one act in this one this is going to be the last act of episode one and the final act is going to be called prophecy in human form he's talking about these prophecies and that prophecy in human form and this starts to come and a man named john brown yeah, that's <laughs> man, right that man john brown <laughs> so, frederick Douglass manifested john, john brown. brown that's a it's wild manifest God happened, right? that's a nasty manifest like, here is this angel of vengeance right <laughs> We're doing so, it. So yeah, no, so he meets he meets him for the first time in Springfield, Massachusetts in 1848. Um and Listen, they let me just say John Brown. I've also I've heard some shit that he's like also subtly racist in some ways. But yeah. let me just say, all said and done, John Brown is every bit the man William Lloyd Garrison wishes he was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's really just taking it there. He's really like you talk about being a revolutionary. No, you fucking do it. All I, right. There's only, there's only there. there's right. only one white savior like thing that black people will allow. And that I'm just going to say it, it's going to be fucking John Brown because John Brown comes off letting them tools off. Yo, he's I don't like, want to learn about no. basketball from you. Let them mm-hmm. tools off. Right? That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? The comp, John he's Brown. Like, he's like, he's like, he's like, Bunyan realized, you yeah. know, he's got this sort of American folk hero stature but it, it's you know it's not bullshit he's no, like no, i have I, I have an axe yeah. and i kill people that did that because i believe in this shit we're doing this all right so, uh, at, at, P- at Pawatomi or, or whatever mm-hmm. Pawatomi, kansas when he slices Potawatomi and Pawatomi. yeah 
when he when he uh like when he executes those five the five yeah. beats lops them off yeah, man. didn't think nothing of it he's like this is this is it man. yeah no the the but so uh that's a yeah, showtime series that's actually pretty good about it about john brown um mm-hmm. so you know they're corresponding a lot like there's a lot of correspondence between them a lot of them kind of where 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 john mm-hmm. brown is advocating this violence because mm-hmm. he thinks that john brown thinks of like god's like he thinks of that nations are are, are con, you know controlled by god like this yeah. is all God's stuff, and the only law, oh, he was a crazy person. He, he was, he was still he, crazy. He was about that fucking life. He was about yeah, that life. He was about yeah. that life in every in every. <laughs> Can um, we say he was wrong though, or no, was he just no, no, no. was he inspired, no, or was he literally an agent of God? Maybe, not, maybe I don't know. Maybe no, not wrong though. <laughs> not wrong. Let's get cracking. All right. So anyway, uh, they're corresponding a lot. Um, is megalomania always unwarranted i no, guess is the question not, that i'm, I'm it's, asking it's myself, not dude right? sometimes, sometimes now, don't tell me that that's not what i need to hear right now all right <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> um, so he yeah, had so like of course funding uh frederick you know frederick Douglass was part of the people that are funding him and helping him uh to you know kind of have you know you know a camp camps in iowa where he trains a couple mm-hmm. of his troops and you know so you know and we can talk about the think the, the secret six yeah it's also is also just a bunch of you know, funding shady him shady i think a lot of them were in boston is it is it shady when you're doing the right thing which would be invited this is it's it's it's, it's almost comparable to, it's it's like yeah man yeah it's what kind of what kind of what kind of waters you want to get into here <laughs> no no let's not talk about it was <laughs> well, similar to what uh like lafayette was doing with the carbonari and everything yeah. or you know, they had kind of like a cell and weren't necessarily against employing violence if it achieved a means to an end. And if nothing else was working, uh, yeah, I don't know. It depends. I on, mean, it depends on a lot. There's a lot of factors. That's, that's the There's story. Lot of factors, I mean, dude, that's the story also, of how the country started. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> so like cells are cells. It's yeah. what you do with your cell and why you have a cell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. People do okay. We, we can debate the merits of if, cell, right? I look, you know, look, let's not let's not end up on the FBI list. All right, let's move on. Um <laughs> so John so John Brown John Brown stays at his house multiple times. Uh it's like a you know, whole thing. Um and it, another thing I wanted to bring up the the whole Kansas thing and like John Brown yeah. being there. One of the guys in the Secret Six was this guy, Samuel Gridley Howe, who had ties to this the new england emigrant aid company yeah and i have i have no doubt really maybe like 10 percent doubt that frederick Douglass knew of new and was like in, in regular contact probably yeah. with the new the NIAC and maybe even how himself but it's just interesting to see the overlap where he's very clearly like at the at the center of this thing at the nerve heart and, you know them both being from boston and there's overlap for sure. No, yeah, it, it's 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 it. This is an interesting story. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, this is this is a fun one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, kind of how like Frederick Douglass like thought of Brown of Brown. Again, I I think it really is amplified in this word and like kind of he wrote write some wrote some words about him, but like it comes down to like that. He said like. I'm I I I'm living my life basically for enslaved people. I'm living to 
to freedom. I am everything I do, my waking and breathing moments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was like, John Brown is willing to die for slaves. I'm going to live. He's willing to die. Like he is, he almost thought of John Brown, like almost like a, sh- like, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a Shahid, like a martyr. Like he, like that's mm-hmm. the way that John Brown thought. Yeah. That's the way Frederick Douglass thought John Brown thought. And like, cause, cause he would, he would, he, when you ask him about this plan, like, to take people up into the fucking mountains of fucking Virginia. He's like, he's like, yeah, we'll just hide out. And he was like, he was like, oh, there's no great big thing. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he just thinks he, he's going to do that until they hold out and they're going to die. All right. All right. Easy there, Che Guevara. Hang yeah. On. Like that's, he, he, he realized that he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, go. So, and of course what happens at harper ferry happens and 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 you know john brown is mm-hmm. is, is you know killed uh mm-hmm. along with you know you know good amount you know there's a lot of people um but you know that is kind of where we're gonna end it with for the episode one of frederick douglas um his he's at this time he's gonna be running away from like complicity like in the john <laughs> in that kind of the whole john brown thing like uh. <laughs> and we're gonna and so and it's gonna leave us right as we before we get into uh the civil war um on next episode you know with frederick frederick douglas experience with the civil war uh lincoln um being the first black u.s diplomat um and then like you know you know kind of this upper trajectory that is then all destroyed by <laughs> destroyed he watches a lot of his hopes and dreams be destroyed because you know America goes backwards. Reconstruction. So, yeah, reconstruction. All right. Um, you, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for, for 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 you know for liking, for subscribing. Thank you guys for doing everything. Um, uh, uh, you guys, you can follow us at at Hard Fight History on Instagram, Hard Fight History on Facebook, HFH Podcast. Uh, you can find me at Joshua B Stokes on Instagram and Joshua B Stokes on face on Twitter and Joshua Stokes on Facebook. Henry, where can they find you at? You can just find me on Henry Price. Okay. All right, man. We hope you guys will join us for episode two, man. It's going to be a fun time. Thank you, Douglas. Part two, dude. I'll see you next time, man. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'll let you. All right, man. All right. All right, Harry. All right. Should I say I have to bye to you now? No, I'm going to talk to you after this. All right. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Peace. (laughs)